Hello and welcome. It is uh, Saturday, November 19th, and uh, we are going to attempt to record our first podcast. My name is Michael Labrie. You may know me as Vegito EX from Daisenshu EX. And with me today is Julian. Yep. Yep. That's you? Yep, that's me. They <laughs> um, also know me as Saiya Jedi, but I generally go by my name. Or, um, yeah, just Julian. Yep. That's how I know you. Indeed. So, uh, I'm going to pretend like I haven't been talking to you. So, uh, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty well, you know. This is the almost beginning of Thanksgiving break for me. So, I'll get to enjoy myself a little bit and have huge amounts of food that I probably don't really need, <laughs> but it's all good. That's nice. You get a break. I have um, a day off. Oh, isn't it great to be in the working world? <laughs> Actually, it is, because I'm not in a library working on a paper. Well, that's true, too. Yeah. But I guess they have their benefits and drawbacks. <clears throat> so, I guess let's just talk a little bit about what we're going to do. This is, as I said, our attempted first podcast. Uh, we're going to distribute it through our site, and we're going to try and talk about a bunch of stuff that's going on in the Dragon Ball world. Interestingly enough... It's 2005, and there's more stuff going on now than there was, like, five years ago. That's true. Ever since 2003, it's been fairly active in Japan. It has been. stuff going on here, too, which is pretty impressive. It's really nice. So, we're not going to sit here and talk about it and say, Hey, I really like episode 184 when Gohan goes Super Saiyan 2. Because that would be really boring. Or episode 120 where Trunks kills Frieza. That, but that, anyway. That, right. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> we're gonna talk. Um, we're gonna talk some news. We're gonna talk some uh, reviews, and at, we're actually gonna have guests, and hopefully in the future, interviews with special people. I don't know who yet, but we're gonna try and line that up. Yes, I believe that might be more <laughs> of your job than mine. But. That would be, and um, I will try and you know do that job at some point in time. All right, all <laughs> <laughs> right. So um. First bit of news that I want to talk about is actually um, Funimation-related, interestingly enough. Uh, they recently announced that they will be releasing a DVD box set of Dragon Ball movies 2 through 4. So I've heard. <laughs> I, I, I hope you have heard of this by now, because <laughs> yes. we're going to talk about it. Um, this set is going to be available supposedly on December 6th of this year. It will be bilingual and contain Dragon Ball movies 2, 3, and 4. Notice the lack of movie 1. Yeah. I'd imagine that it's still tied up with Kidmark and Lionsgate Films, which they've been probably making money, money off of still just by people accidentally buying it, thinking it's going to be identical to the rest of the series. It's true. Fortunately for, for them. <laughs> right. For those who don't know, the first movie, which was released as, what, Curse of the Blood Rubies? I think so. Right. That came out... Oh, my God. What year was that? 95? 96? It might have come out? Um, it did. The DVDs came out, I think, 2001-ish. Right. A lot later. And they're really bad in code. It's oh, the, yeah. Not to mention English only. Right. So, that movie is included with the first 13 episodes on their The Saga of Goku two-disc set, I believe, right? Yeah. Right. So... They still own the home distribution sublicense on that. Therefore, Funimation's got nothing. Yep, it didn't stop them from releasing the first 13 episodes in Australia. It didn't. However, the movie they included in the set was still the old Ocean 
kid Mark dub. Right, so. which leads me to a question. Do you think they've redubbed the movie? I really have no idea. You I know? would assume that they would as soon as it became possible for the re- for them to release it. Maybe right. they already have. You know I what? Know. They very well may have and just are mm-hmm. sitting on it. I know they dub their DBZ movies long, long times ahead before they get released. So, hey, for all we know, they did this movie <laughs> four years ago and it's still sitting there on someone's computer. Yep. But we will not be seeing it. We don't know when this license is gone and no one at Funimation (laughs) seems to know when it's done. So we're at a bit of a loss. Right. Now, moving to movie two. Right. Sleeping Princess in Devil's Castle or Majin Jo no Nemori Hime in Japanese. Um, This is actually the first ever DVD release for it. Right. The movie was originally released by Funimation in March of 1999. This was their first in-house production after the loss of Saban and their distribution and syndication. Yep. And it's also the first production with their own in-house voice cast and I believe the first Dragon Ball-related thing that they released on their own. It is. So it's quite a milestone in Funimation's history, <clears throat> quite a ways back in 1997 or 98. It was 99 that it came out. Is it? Yes, I looked it up because, you time know, I, I, I did my <laughs> research ahead of time. <laughs> well, you're controlling the agenda here, so well, I'm just this following is true. Along. Uh Well, think about it. 97, they were still doing season two in syndication. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Makes me feel old. Well, that's true. So Anyway. <laughs> so we've never gotten a DVD release of this. The uncut and edited VHS have been available forever. And in fact, I looked it up. You can get it for under $5 on Right Stuff and Amazon. But uh, DVD first time, bilingual first time. So that in itself is pretty exciting. Mm-hmm. And just beating out the Japanese release of the same movie on DVD by a few months. <laughs> We're going to oh. get to that. And then it also includes, the set includes movies 3, Mystical Adventure, and the 10th anniversary movie, or movie 4, which Funimation calls The Path to Power. Yes, the 10th anniversary movie, which was actually released after all the DBZ ones there. Yeah. Um, one of the questions I have that I'm not really sure about is what they're going to do about the third movie. All the artwork that I've seen about this release seems to indicate that it's going to be the same exact release that they've had individually packaged since... A few years ago. Right. But it's it kind of doesn't fit well into the rest of the dub. For one thing, Goku's voice is not done by Stephanie not only. No, I, it's um is it I think that's how you pronounce it. Cynthia Kranz, I believe it was, who originally I'm not sure. I believe um, that a was lot of her us name. thought it a lot of a lot of us thought it was the dub voice for Dende. I, I believe it was Sally Delgadillo, but I don't know. You know what? I'd true. have to look it up. I might be making up names. Well Cynthia Kranz I, I think was Chi Chi, but well, you know what? That and just as an adult. that just shows you how much I know about the Funimation dub. <laughs> That's okay, <laughs> but um, it's true. Um, Mystical Adventure had voices that didn't quite fit in with what they later used because they did it so early on. Yes. The only two voices of sort of the secondary characters that carried over to the series dub were Tsuru Senin and Tao Pai Pai. Right. Um, Pilaf, Shu, and Mai were different. Um, and Karin, actually, I believe he was voiced by Mark Britton, right. who, who left um, Funimation mm-hmm. after, I think, the third season of DBZ. Right, there was that period when Dale Kelly and Mark Britton um, were removed from the Funimation cast. Right. Um, 
so there we have it. We have the Dragon Ball movie box set coming out uh, December 6th, the movies 2, 3, and 4. Uh, it looks like the suggested retail price is twenty nine ninety eight, and considering that's three movies, that's a hell of a deal. That's a pretty damn good deal. In fact, Right Stuff has it up for pre-order for twenty two forty nine. So if you don't already own movies three and four, grab it. Mm. Sadly, um, I do have movies three and four. Same here. <laughs> but with our, you know, we'll probably release it individually at some point. Do you think? I don't know that they will. Well, I don't know. It seems like it would make sense. But on the other hand... It, you, you my point, know. exactly. <laughs> it makes they, they, waited sense. Th- they waited this long to put it out on DVD. Who knows? Right. In the same vein, we have our Dragon Ball movie box set coming out in America. The biggest news lately has been the Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z movie Dragon Box in Japan. Yes. Let's uh, Let's hit that up. All right. Well, this is continuing on the tradition of the Dragon Box box sets released for Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball GT for the past few years in Japan. They actually started out with Dragon Ball Z in two parts, and these are really huge box sets that have a huge number of episodes. The first set is 1 through 147. And the second release has the rest of the episodes. Right. And then uh, 2004, they did Dragon Ball, and then 2005, they released the GT box set. Which left the movies. Um, yes. And that's pretty much it. And so finally on their Dragon Box website, which is... Oh, where is it? Do we have a <laughs> URL for that? We don't. You know what? I'll, I will put it in the show notes. All right. Um, <clears throat> they announced that they'd be putting out the movies, and didn't release any more information for a few <laughs> more months. Right. But uh, that changed late last month or early this month when they finally put up an information page for the box set. Right. So this box set includes all 17 theatrical Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z features. Um, in case you're doing some math in your head and wondering if there's perhaps three that we're leaving out, in fact, there are two TV specials and one TV... Um, well, TV specials for Dragon Ball Z and then one for GT. Right. Which Funimation has this habit of calling features or movies. movies. <laughs> not. When they're not, exactly. So, but, um, um, but these were actually included with the Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT sets in Japan. Correct. So that leaves the theatrical movies. Right. <clears throat> um, it looks to me like the pre-order ends December 21st of this year, and it officially goes on sale March 24th of 2006. The suggested retail price is 50,000 yen and uh, Amazon's got it up for a lot less. Yes. Uh, just to be clear, 50,000 yen is just shy of $500. Right. And it tends to fluctuate a little bit, but just keep about um, 100 yen to every dollar and you've got an approximate amount. Right. And these are really expensive sets, but for what you're getting, it's a decent price. Now let's talk about what we're getting with this set beyond the number 17 for 17 movies. We are getting, just like all the other Dragon Boxes, we're getting a nice book, we're getting all the great things like the intros and outros to the movies, picture They've labeled discs, yay. The yes, discs I'm not sure why that's <laughs> a feature in Japan. Maybe they <laughs> well, just know, don't do it for economy reasons. You know, scene selection Probably. and interactive menus, you know, these are features. 
These are special right. features. <laughs> um, they also generally, um, <laughs> they're also coming with this special scouter, what appears to be a walkie-talkie set. Right. It's officially labeled as transceivers. But, right. Um, that's our best guess. I, um, this... I cannot wait to walk around with these on my face. <laughs> yes. Um, this continues in the tradition of the previous Dragon Boxes, where um, Dragon Ball Z, each each of those sets came with an action figure. Number one was Goku, and I think number two is Piccolo. Uh, the Dragon Ball set came with a Budokai diorama designed by Toriyama himself. And Ooh. the GT set came with a Dragon Radar remote control. Now, I think that's a the coolest one. Remote. That's definitely the coolest one. A remote that's a Dragon Radar. Of course, I can't really afford these sets, so <laughs> I don't have the pleasure of actually getting to... Well, you know what? I, I don't have any of them yet either. This will be the first one. So I, I can pretend that I'm really awesome with my scouters. Yes. Can I borrow it from you and never give it back? Um, you mean like my perfect file books? Yeah, those two. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Um, and there's one more feature. Actually, two more features that we're going to talk about for this set. No. One is the new print component master. No, I'm not sure. really <laughs> sure what that means. I'm assuming they maybe went back. They cleaned the, it up. Yeah, to the original cells and did some cleaning. Just like they like, did with all their previous Dragon Boxes. I mean, it's going to look mm-hmm. nice. It's going to look gorgeous. Of course, the audio is uh, remastered, but still mono. Right. You know, I actually think movies 12 and 13 might have been stereo. Well, I, I don't remember I for sure. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. But um, And then finally we come to the last feature that they're telling us about, which is movies presented in 16 by 9 letterbox format. Uh, if you're familiar with our forum... I responded to that almost immediately with uh, some very naughty words. <laughs> oh, <laughs> For yeah. those who don't know, um, many, many, all movies based on anime released in Japan, um, well, obviously. Typically the, well, at least ones that are based on television. Right, right. The, the One Piece, the Dragon Ball, the Naruto, the, you know. These kind of movies. When they're released, they're released to theaters or film festivals. They're played widescreen because this is Mm -hmm. a theatrical feature. Note that we only really have evidence for this with Toei series. Right. Dragon Ball and I believe Sailor Moon as well. Right. It could be other ones. We're not quite sure. Right. However, the movies are animated full screen. Four by three. Standard definition. Right. So quite familiar with it. When the movies were released to home video in Japan, they were the widescreen, which means they were cropped. And for years, this is all we had. We had our fan subs, which were cropped, and half of us didn't really know or honestly quite care at that point. Funimation began releasing the movies. Ooh, they're full screen. Now, you can see on our site we've done the comparisons, and obviously the movies were cropped. So... In the Japanese version. Right, right. in the Japanese version. So the American release actually shows more of the image. It does. It shows the full image, more of the image, and it's kind of nice. So why would Toei be doing this? You know, that's a very good question. It is. I'm, um, I'm dying to know what the rationale for this is. My one thought is perhaps they only had masters that were done widescreen and they couldn't find them, but that doesn't really explain why Funimation has them. Exactly. Um, Funimation's obviously getting them full screen from somewhere. 
my other thought is maybe they intend to do a full 16 by 9 anamorphic widescreen treatment. It doesn't say so, but if they were to do that, that would at least make up for the fact that they're not showing the entire image. But even then, that doesn't make sense. I'm still mad. Of course, I'm retarded and I'm still buying it. But hey, what are we going to do besides spend hundreds of dollars and watch our cropped movies? Yes, spend all your money on getting out-of-date Laserdisc copies. Which are also cropped. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, never mind that then. Right. So that's pretty much all that's going on with the Dragon Box at this point. We don't know what kind of extras we're going to get. Hopefully some. It would make sense. It would. I believe they were going to have the movie previews probably on there. Right. I think they did confirm those at least. Um, Yeah, theatrical previews and TV spots included. So Mm. that's nice. I'm still hoping for some of the commercials we haven't seen yet. Um, The GT box um, didn't have the commercial for Final Bout. It didn't have a bunch of other stuff that I have on tape. And I'd like to not have my bad tape masters of these commercials. That would be. You know what? I'm also dying to have the Legends, Ultimate Battle 22, and Final Bout openings full quality as extras. These things exist somewhere on someone's computer in Japan at full resolution. And I want them on DVD. This would be their last chance to do it. Come on. Well, I suppose it's always a slight possibility. It is, and I'm sure I'll be disappointed. For the majority of the fans, it's probably not going to make any difference to them. No. But just for you, Mike, they should include them. They should, because, you know, I'm Vegito EX. And we want to make me happy. (laughs) So that's pretty much all we know about the Dragon Box at this point. I I guess that's a good (laughs) amount of information. We will, I'm sure, know more in the coming months once they finalize exactly what they're putting on there. The other big stuff that's been going on in the Dragon World is pretty much uh, video games. Yes, my most recent console system is a Nintendo 64, which I haven't touched in... Oh, at least two years. And so. and do you have any Dragon Ball? Oh, no, you don't, because there were none released for it. No. The latest game to come out has been Sparking, known in the U.S. as, unfortunately, Budokai Tenkaichi. Now, Atari, I'm sure no one from Atari is listening, and I'm sure no one from the marketing department is listening. But I gotta say, um, you seen these commercials... That's not how you say these words. Atari? Ten ka ichi. Bu do kai. Not budokai tenkaichi. Please. That is correct. Please. You've been using the word budokai for four years. You have not once said it correctly. And as such, I've been buying the Japanese versions of the games. Of course, this is nothing new to the English version, considering Saiyan and Kaioken, but still. Kaioken. We're going to talk about that, I think, next episode. Kaioken, Kaioken in itself. But um, we're going to talk about Sparking today. Um, Julian has not played the game. No, I have not. Have you even played Budokai 3? I have not. I had a chance to play it, I believe, when I was at 
the convention in June, but we were heading out to do something or other. Well, that's a shame. So, Perhaps. as Julian is not an authority figure on video games in general, <laughs> we are going to call in uh, Lost in Thought from our site and forum, who is um, quite well-rounded in the game. And we're going to talk a little bit about what we think about the game now, weeks later. So, uh, let's try giving him a call. Alright, uh, we have Justin on the line, Lost in Thought. Hello. We do. See, look at that. And we're going <laughs> to um, talk about Sparking. Indeed. I'm pretty much done with the game, and I have been for a little bit. And I haven't played the game since. And I'm uh, still stuck at Frieza. <laughs> the, obligor- the obligatory Frieza battle. Now, which Frieza fight have you been stuck at? Uh, the one with uh, Goku non-Super Saiyan. Um, so Frieza's already transformed. Yeah, his final form, but he's not at the 100% power. Right. The one I got stuck at, I think it was actually Form 2 and Form 3, where, um, nope, couldn't do it. I uh, cruised through the beginning of the Frieza battles, no problem with everybody, even the uh, side parts. Yeah. And uh, right up to Frieza with Goku uh, on his final form, I just could not go anywhere. So, the difficulty in this game is just beyond, beyond ridiculous. I have the game on easy. So do I. And there have been points where I, I literally fought for an hour, an hour and a half, same fight, just over and over. I know how that feels. Right. <laughs> um, but I'm done with the game now. I've unlocked all the characters. I've unlocked, you know, the password, the uh, ex- all the Z battle gates. I didn't do the tournament. I didn't do the ultimate battle or whatever, 100 fighters, because I feel like it's not necessary. I've unlocked, I... I've unlocked everything. But wh- what do I do now kind of thing? Yeah, seriously. I don't really see any necessity to that either. I mean, it's fun for the first one or two fights, but then it uh, it loses any quality it had before. It does. You know, I beat the story mode, and I, I really enjoyed the story mode. I thought there was some awesome stuff in there. I loved all the what-ifs. I think there needs to be more of them in these games. There, there is nothing more spectacular to me than playing as Frieza and destroying everyone. I mean, Frieza's my favorite villain in the entire series, and to actually be on his side, laugh my ass off, and beat everyone... That I mean, that was pure glee to me. But I'm done with that now. And, you know, the game sits over there. And it it sits over there. <laughs> That's all it does. I I have just no desire to go back and play it. I'm uh, having similar. Even though I haven't even completed it, I just uh, haven't had any initiative to go over and play it. I mean, wh- what is it about the game that just... It, it's so much fun. It is so much fun at first because it's essentially unlike anything we've been playing for the last couple of years. I mean, this game does not play like the Budokai games at all. And I think that was part of my problem when I first started playing. I mean, I knew it wasn't a Budokai game, yet I still had three years of those games under my belt, and I tried to play it like a Budokai game. And that's why I lost. Yeah, I had the same thing. I've I've always been pretty decent in the um those uh, games and that and I could not get anywhere in the beginning with this. No, I then, think I beat Raditz 
and then I got to Piccolo, and, and I was stuck on Piccolo for easily a couple days while I had to uh, read up on how to actually play the game. This was when the game just came out in Japan, so all we had were some poor, very, very poorly written uh, game mechanic guides for the game. But um, once I got, you know, how to play the game, what, you know, how to power up with the the key meter and go into sparking mode and actually unleash the different kinds of attacks. I, I was good from there on out. Other than the difficulty, but but what what is it about the game that's just so much fun at first and then, eh? I, I think it has something to do with uh, the somewhat linear storyline. You get in there and that you play all this stuff, but then you don't really seem to, um, it doesn't really seem like there's anything left to play through. At least with, like, Budokai 3, for instance, you have alternate paths you could choose by battling a certain character in that, and while you can still run through all of those, you know, you kind of have the feeling like you would want to go through those again. Right, especially with Goku and Vegeta's Dragon Universes, when they were so much longer than everyone else's. And within each saga, you had different paths you could take. I mean, on Namek, you could go for Freezer, you could go for Kula. And then, especially when you hit the Boo Saga, you got the the Broly branch, you got the Boo branch. I mean, there was just a lot you could do through multiple playthroughs. Definitely. And this one, you know, we have the couple alternate fights, like up on Kami's Palace. You know, we have Tenshinhan versus Chiaotzu, and then vice versa. And But those are just fights. Yeah. Well, what else do you do? I mean, you fight, and then you're done, and that's it. Well, it's not even those uh, side ifs that uh, really impact the story at all. I mean, they're great for the sort of what if aspect of the fight. What if Gohan fought Frieza or whatnot? But you know, it doesn't really branch off. You you get a, a few battles and then it's done with. Right. I think that's another part of my problem. Um, take the um the movie Battle Gates for example. Movie twelve, one fight. I could name at least three other fights there could have been in that movie. We had Gogeta versus Janemba. How about Great Saiyaman versus Frieza? You show it in the opening. Why can't we play the fight? Yeah, that would be excellent. I mean, we had just the Bardock uh, ex- exactly. side is really small as well. Exactly. There's so much more that could have been in these, and they're just like, eh, one fight. Let's move on. One I, thing I didn't really care for is, uh, you know. Your introduction to the quest itself was a little bit of scrolling text, and yeah. you know, depending on what language you were using, a voiceover and that, and you know, it, it just didn't uh, hit home. And that, at least it with didn't. the Budokai series, you got, you know, it, it kind of took you right through the story. And that you got right. your, you got everything in there a little bit. And that and Budokai three doesn't have. Uh, everything that you want, but you know, it it, it uh, made um, what it had interesting in that. It did it well. uh, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, speaking of those openings and sparking, they're so abrupt. I mean, when the narrator's done, it just cuts off in the middle of the music and starts loading again. Exactly. That annoyed the hell out of me. But, um, so we have all this obnoxious stuff in the game, but it's still fun. The problem is, it's not fun for more than, depending on how much you play, I'm going to say like a month. And I would. Uh, that's generous. I would say for normal players, it could even only be fun for a few hours. Definitely. You know, depending on how how difficult it is. Right. I mean, th- this, how much of a fan you are, combined with how much time you have, combined with you know, did you rent it or buy it? 
yeah, and even fans are complaining about the quality of it. It's a great game on the outlook in that, but it just doesn't seem to have a lot of depth overall. Yeah, I, I, I really have to agree. So, what do you think? Sequel? Probably not. No? Unless uh, Bandai fronts some money for a sequel and wants one. You know, I'm going to say they're probably going to do one just because it, it's been four years at this point we've had new games. It just seems like they're going to do a new one. Maybe they'll hold out for PS3. Probably I not. I would say that's pretty assured. The uh, latest uh, Dragon Ball game is on uh, the DS now. Right. They're, they're definitely going to do... They're definitely going to do one on PS3. Whether or not it'll be Sparking 2, I don't know. Whereas this one just came out, I think it's tough to say at this point. But um, we'll, yeah. we're definitely going to see a new uh, upper console game at some point. I imagine we'll probably first see a, another actual installment to the Budokai series. I really hope so. But um, I don't. I know nothing about the their contracts with uh, Dimps. For all for all we know, they could be done. True, but um, I w- I would really love to see another uh, true Budokai Budokai Four Dragon Ball Z Four just because the game just it they had three years it was so refined it was perfect well relatively speaking I guess for a Dragon <laughs> Ball game it was the most perfect Dragon Ball Z game I have played and I have played most of them and I think Budokai Three is still my favorite one. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a big fan of the first Budokai, though. You know, because just just uh, being the first for the PlayStation Two and that, and being one of the first games in a long, long time for the consoles and that, and you know, it, it just just takes me back in that. And I'm all. I'm. Ju- I'm just a fan of older games in general. But you know, it's it just. It was the first of a series in that that slowly improved with each new release. Yeah. I think that's all I got to say. <laughs> you got anything else you want to add? Not that I can think of. All right. I think that's all we got to say about Sparking. So my verdict is if you're a big fan of the game or um, the series, pick it up. Maybe when it goes down a couple bucks, I, I wouldn't spend the full price on it. Yeah, it's not uh, not not quite worth the whole $50. No. You you should probably buy it used and get it for like 30. Yeah, if you can get the game used, that's probably ideal because it's a good game, you should own it. But I wouldn't pay, well, I did pay, but I wouldn't pay full price for it now that I've uh spent some time with it. Yeah. I I don't regret purchasing it. And I will probably <laughs> go back and play it again um when it hasn't been so recent, but uh I'm done with it for now. As far as uh, purchase regretting, I think the only Dragon Ball game that uh, I've ever really regretted purchasing was probably Budokai 2, mostly because I really didn't care for the story mode, which, you know, the board game. You know what? It really, really I loved didn't it. appeal to me. I loved it. I thought that was the best one. <laughs> it's all personal preference, <laughs> really. But uh, And you know what? I think I'm the only person on this planet that says that. But, um, I went through I went through the story mode at least ten times in that, and I just got fed up with it. Oh, I totally agree. I would not do it more than three or four times. I cheated. I used that holding the buttons to get the rest of the capsules. I would not play that for three hundred times to get everything. I did that cheat too. It took me like five hours. It did, and you know what? That was a lot less time than it would have taken otherwise. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, sparking, get it used. Decent game, not perfect. 
All right. So, uh, Julian, what do you think? Are you gonna get sparking? Well, I don't know. Judging by that little uh, conversation, I'd say I'd have to think about it. You'd also have to get a PS2, wouldn't you? Yes. Well, I suppose it'd be good for a rental of both <laughs> weekend, but I agree. For all, you know, you could always just uh, crash here and play every single game in uh, a weekend. Well, hey, that's a possibility. Maybe sometime <laughs> in the summer. So we've talked about movies, we talked about more movies, and we've talked about games. Yes. And that's, I mean, that covers all the huge stuff that's been going on in the Dragon Ball universe. Well, we've got the individual TV releases now, don't we? We do. And um, on our forum, we do have a member that's been posting up pictures, and we have other members that have been posting comparison pictures. Mm. So um, we'll probably talk about that. Maybe I'll get a volume or two so I can actually know what I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, just just to give a brief rundown, uh, these are essentially um, breaking up the limited edition box sets that were put out in 2003 in Japan, and so each disc has five to six episodes. I believe all of them have had six thus far. Right. Um, but the packaging is entirely different. Right. Um, um, it's new cover art and new menus, but the actual content is the same as on the Dragon Box, right. which is the DBZ episodes in pristine quality with um, good audio and everything except the subtitles. And you know what? I would have, I definitely would have purchased these, have I not already owned um, the Raditz episodes countless times in countless languages in countless formats. Just so I said, you, you know what? No more Raditz. So I think I'm going to wait until maybe sell and I'll get a couple of those. Well, you will only have to wait. Um, well, I'm not doing the calculations right now. <laughs> they're they're pumping them out. that long. No. Yes, they're doing three volumes a month. They just started this month. So it will get there before too long. They've all, This month alone they released 18 episodes. So suck that Funimation. <laughs> <laughs> so by a year and a half from now you'll have that opportunity right. if not before. <laughs> so we got DVDs, we got DVDs, we got more DVDs and we got some games. That covers everything I got for now. Yeah, that's um about what I'm thinking. There's there's always new stuff coming out amazingly. 2005, who who thunk it years ago, especially in Japan. Yes. In fact, I suppose this would be a good opportunity to mention that this January and continuing into April, I will be going to study in Japan, in Kyoto. While this perhaps won't be quite as um, pop culture-centric as if I was studying in Tokyo, I'm sure I'll have lots of opportunities to get a good sense of what's popular and, uh, and buy maybe me, even... And buy me lots of little trinkets. Sure. Yes. <laughs> I will excuse the fact that I'm getting all these Gashapon things simply because I'm getting them for Vegito EX. <laughs> but I'll be sure to um, keep everyone up to date on any interesting sightings that I've had, such as, um, oh, your friend's experience with the little sign for children. <laughs> <laughs> and just the stuff that's over there, I mean, you wouldn't think, twenty year, really 20 years later, Dragon Ball's still everywhere. I mean, it's really part of the national consciousness. It's had a huge impact on, oh, I'd say pretty much every 
well, not if not every, then most of the shonen manga that have come out since Dragon Ball, um, the creators of both Naruto and One Piece admit Toriyama to be a huge influence on them. And those are some of the most popular manga in Japan right now. Definitely. And I just say that they have a really... I mean, I'd, I'd imagine you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who who was our age who didn't know who those characters were. Absolutely. Um, oh, I, you know what? I think that wraps us up for now. All right. So this was our little experimental first episode, first podcast. Yes, and if this is a decent result, then maybe we'll even get more of these. I would love to. On maybe even almost a semi-regular basis. That would be nice, because, you know, we can't seem to do anything else on a regular basis, so might as well try this one. Well, you've got work, and I've got class, and... Yeah, that's how it goes. I'll be in Japan, but maybe I'll find the opportunity to update while I'm there. But, yeah, the magic of the interweb, we can still talk. Yes. It's yes. quite incredible, this technology that's come up even in the past few years. It is. This is not something we could even think about doing just two years ago. No. But we're doing it now, and we'd like to continue doing it. So, I guess up front, I'm going to apologize for any bad audio or <coughs> awkward moments and burps. And, um... Um, we're gonna we're gonna edit this, or we're gonna post it, or we're gonna see what kind of response we get. We're going to try an RSS feed at some point. I, I would like to, once I learn how. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see where it goes. All right. Well, so. this is Julian. And this is Mike. And this has been our very first Daizenshu EX podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And um, come join us on the site. Come join us on the forums. Uh, Daizenshu EX can be found at www.daizex.com and uh, come join us sign up on the forums come join us in the chat send us an email we'd love to hear from you and uh, we'll talk to you later bye bye